episode of Math Murder Talk. We are your hosts. My name is Janine, and I'm accompanied by my husband and co-host, Tony. What's up, y'all? If you're a new listener, then welcome. And for those of you that have been rocking with us since day one, welcome back. On this podcast, we talk about mass murders dealing with mental illness and or the family angle. We do not talk about school shootings. That's something that we don't like to talk about. We're just not comfortable with it. I just want to say we are not therapists of any kind. We talk about the information we have, we give our opinions, and at the end, I will always ask, what do y'all think? After I ask what do y'all think, we will give our final thoughts and opinions at the end. So I do want to say congratulations to the winners of the Christmas Contest giveaway. Yay, winners! Congratulations to Tierra Lawrence, Josh Napier, and DJ Norwood. We hope you enjoy your gifts. So with all of that out of the way, let's start the episode. This episode is about Kevin James Neal. On November 14, 2017, Kevin James Neal committed a series of shootings in Rancho Tehima, an unincorporated community of Tehima County, California. During the shooting spree, five people were killed and several others were injured at eight separate crime scenes. When the crime spree started, Neal was out on bail awaiting trial for two alleged felonies and five alleged misdemeanors. The story is a lot, y'all, so let's get into it. Yeah, he was arrested on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon, false imprisonment with violence, battery, willful discharge of firearm with negligence, robbery, and elder abuse. So what is willful discharge of a firearm? Uh, Shooting it. (laughs) But doesn't that just mean shooting a gun? I'm confused. So, uh, discharging a firearm is obviously discharging a firearm. Usually everybody hears it of within city limits and yada, yada, yada. Um, the negligence part is he didn't know what was behind his target. Oh, okay. So he was shooting supposedly negligently. Right. Okay. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, Rancho Tehima is a remote, sparsely populated rural community. It has a population of about 1,500 people, and it's approximately 120 miles northwest of Sacramento. The area has different wildlife, scattered domestic cattle grazing. It sounds like a really nice place to live. Yeah, it's basically like California's country. I don't know anything about California. I've never been there. I actually have no desire to go. Kevin Jansen Neal attended East Carolina University, which is located in Greenville, North Carolina. He attended school there from August 2001 to May 2004, but didn't qualify for a degree and never declared a major. Shortly after college, Neal moved to California in 2005. His relatives had said that Neal had a history of mental illness anger and management issues, as well as an obsession with conspiracy theories. His mother said that she had noticed a decline in his mental health since 2016. So, here we go already, y'all. I will say, this one is a bit of a change, though, because I do appreciate that the family knew of his mental illness, and they didn't ignore it, or pretend it wasn't there, or hoped it would go away, or get better. So, Tony... What do you think so far? Did he say something about his sister or mentioning his mental illness? Yeah, his sister said in an interview that he was suffering from delusional episodes, 
he would have hallucinations and he had a spiraling mental health. So that must be what his mother meant when she said that his uh, his mental health was declining, but she was just basically trying to say it in a nice way. Yeah. You know, as mothers do. When neighbors had complained to the police about Neil firing guns from his property, but whenever the police would go to Neil's house, he wouldn't respond. The neighbor said that he would fire hundreds of rounds. One of Neil's neighbors said that he believed Neil might have been testing the response time of law enforcement. In total, deputies were called to Neil's home 21 times for various reasons in 20, 2016 and 2017. So, okay, what do you think of what the neighbor said? Do you think what he said was plausible? I mean, it could be. Um, it could have just been that he was having a mental episode. So, um, no way of telling now. Hmm. On January 31st, 2017, Neil was arrested and charged with two felonies and five misdemeanors after stabbing his neighbor and assaulting her mother-in-law and snatching a phone away from her. So, Cody? Yeah, the female neighbor had a half-inch puncture wound in her abdomen and was trying to record the incident when Neil took her phone and broke it and then put it in his pocket. Oh, okay. So that's what happened. Again, like I said, some things that Tony will read are a little bit more explicit and some things I will read or research will be a little bit more toned down. So get this, he was held on a $160,000 bail bond, which his mother posted. His mother also spent $10,000 on legal fees just to secure his release. Neil's mother said that the neighbor was slightly cut after Neil grabbed a steak knife out of the hand of the neighbor who was threatening him with it. So basically, to me, in my opinion, I think the mother was trying to downplay all of his mental episodes. Yeah, it could have been. And supposedly, this was all over Neil thinking that the neighbor and mother were trying to throw rat poison over the fence and kill his dogs but when the deputies did their investigation they did find one box of rat poison but to them it looked old like it had been sitting there a while and it was empty so who knows how it got there yeah he could have done that in one of his delusional states yep and and don't doesn't remember went out there heard them and walked out to see what was going on and saw the rat poison and flipped out. Now, look, I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of mother he had, but, you know, she's got to have some kind of money to be able to, you know, post his bond and pay $10,000 just so he can, you know, make sure he stays out of jail. But you would think, uh, you know, if she knew that he had mental illness like that, she would put some of that money towards some type of therapy or, you know, type of medication to keep his mental health in check yeah or maybe she thought it wasn't that bad and the neighbors were really out to get him but who knows well that little time in jail didn't do shit to Neil because shortly after his release he continued to harass the neighbors and at this point they decided to get a restraining order that required him to surrender his firearms and not purchase any more guns he handed over a single pistol 
and said that he had no other guns. Police said that despite his illegally manufactured guns that he actually had in the shooting. Ghost guns are legal to manufacture in California, but the terms of Neil's restraining order made it illegal for him to possess them or any other guns. Since 2018, ghost guns require a serial number in the state. The two guns that Neil possessed during the shootings were not registered to him. Okay, so Tony, for those of us like me that don't know, what is a ghost gun? A ghost gun is just a gun that can be manufactured or put together with a kit that doesn't have a serial number. Um, the, the big thing is the serial number. That, that's what every law enforcement agency is going to look for when they look at a firearm. Okay, I understand that point, but isn't a ghost gun like different parts of different gut like parts of a gun or something like that that you put together to so create a gun there used to be i don't know if they still have them anymore uh kits that you could put together so you could you could piece together an ar-15 or a glock like pistol just by you know going online ordering certain parts um nowadays in order to get the the part that actually makes it a firearm, which would be like the trigger group and all that, like the lower receiver for an AR-15, that has to have a serial number. Mm. Okay. So the day before the shooting rampage, Neil called his mother, who was living in North Carolina at the time, to tell her that he was fed up with his neighbors and that he suspected they were making mess. He also said, quote, it's all over now. She said that Neil was frustrated with the constant feuding with the neighbors. At one point, he even attempted to report the neighbors to the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. And I guess that didn't work because he also had, his mother had also said that he had done everything he could and he felt like he was fighting against everyone that lives in that area. Yeah, he called the forestry and fire protection because he thought the neighbors were making mess in their house. Mm -hmm. So I, I I would think he would call, I don't know, the, the police or the police. Yeah, not, not the forestry and fire protection. Well, maybe he thought that for, maybe because, you know, when you make mess, I don't know anything about making mess, y'all, please don't get this twisted. But I do know that making meth is very very dangerous oh yeah and they, it can explode yeah so the, maybe that's why that's when he tried to call or maybe he tried to reach out to the police several times and never n nothing ever happened yeah making meth is, is highly flammable a lot of the stuff that's in it is highly flammable and then the chemicals and all that other stuff it's it's, it's nasty stuff <laughs> yeah i believe that i wouldn't even try i then done blew my fucking face off one of the neighbors involved in the January 31st incident later became a victim in the shooting. Although the neighbor did have meth in his system when Neil killed him and was on probation for a misdemeanor charge of, of drug paraphernalia possession, officials said that they never found any evidence of a meth operation despite multiple visits to the home. So I told y'all it's a lot. Let's keep going. It's about to get real interesting. So the killings actually started the night before when Neil killed his wife and hid her body under the floorboards. 
which I think that is so weird because everything that I had read up until this point didn't say anything about him having a wife. So I thought that was... That's kind of weird. That is. It's very weird because they... Nothing in any of my research or videos or anything didn't say anything about the wife until he started the killing spree. He killed her. He, she was shot multiple times. Allegedly, he was known to be abusive towards her and they had gotten into some type of altercation and that's when he killed her. It was either later that day or the next day when the police went to Neil's house when they found her body. Again, allegedly, that's when the rampage started. So now we're on Tuesday morning, November 14th, 2017. The morning meal started with the bullshit. So, Tony, what do you think so far? Yeah, serious mental health issues. Obviously having issues with the neighbor. And honestly, y'all, it's about to get crazy. So around 7.50 Tuesday morning, Neil killed both of his neighbors, a man and a woman with whom he had an ongoing feud over the suspected meth dealing. After killing his neighbors, Neil stole a white Ford F-150 that belonged to one of the victims. From there, he began his shooting rampage throughout the community. So after, after killing his neighbors and stealing their truck, he just started shooting at random vehicles and pedestrians. Shortly after that, multiple 911 calls came in reporting a number of shots were fired from multiple locations, including Rancho Tehima Elementary School. Neil crashed the truck through the front gates of the school, got out of the vehicle with a self-assembled AR-15 type semi-automatic rifle, ran into the school's quadrangle, which is basically the school's courtyard, and started shooting repeatedly at windows and walls. Neil then tried to get into the classrooms with the intent on shooting children, but the staff had heard about the shots and shots being fired, so they had initiated lockdown. So Yeah, the, the school staff did a really good job of locking the school down as soon as they started hearing shots and, and reports of shots being fired. So they did a really good job. Now, one child was hiding under a desk and was shot inside the classroom when a bullet pierced the wall. Another six-year-old was also injured by a gunshot wound to the chest. One of Neil's neighbors later claimed that Neil was targeting the seven-year-old son of the neighbor he had killed earlier. Over a hundred rounds of ammunition were fired into the school. And there is a video of Neil going into a field behind the school and firing into the air. He became frustrated by the lockdown, got back in the stolen truck, and left. And, and, and y'all, I don't know if y'all know much about ballistics when it comes to rounds. Shooting something up, it has to come back down. Yeah. So, you know, I know everybody always thinks it's a great idea to go out for New Year's and pop off a couple rounds in the air. That's actually one of the highest causes of death from gunshots. Okay, so here's a question I want to know. So if you go outside and you shoot in the air, and we all know how fast bullets come out. So do they come back down that fast? Terminal velocity. I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> so um, it, it may 
depending on the round, it may come back down faster than it did going up. Um, but for the most part, it's it's still deadly. Mm -hmm. um, you can severely hurt and or kill somebody that had nothing to do with what was going on or even knew you were shooting in the air. I mean, rounds can travel for miles. Mm. And if anybody ever heard of in science class, you being you aiming at the moon and being off by just an inch here is miles the further you get away. Mm. Okay, well I learned something today. So Neil eventually crashed the truck and carjacked the driver for his small sedan. Neil drove away in the car, which I consider that man extremely lucky because he could have just killed him and took his car. Yeah. And at one point, he drove past a woman taking her kids to school, and without provocation, he fired gunshots into their truck. The woman was shot five times near her heart. She was licensed to carry and did have a gun in her vehicle, but she was injured and suffering life-threatening injuries, so Neil was able to get away. She received aid from an assistant deputy sheriff who called for an ambulance. One of her sons was also taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And I'm going to say this, y'all. This is a perfect example of if you're licensed to carry, train with it, right? If you're going to be in a vehicle a lot, whether it's for your job or if you have to transport family around, train with getting it out of the place you have it and having it in a place you can access quickly from the vehicle. Well, maybe she had it somewhere where she could because the kids were in the car right you know and, but, but, and that's what I'm saying like find that place where the kids can't get to it but you can and you can get to it safely and quickly so at this point Neil is just picking random targets he's just he fired shots in seven scenes around the area so Neil ran into another vehicle and fired at the two occupants as they tried to get away the female driver was killed and the husband was wounded in the leg. He only survived by pleading with Neil to spare his life. And during the chaos, a passerby that was not aware of the shootings asked Neil if he was okay. Neil shot and wounded him, stole his car, and continued his rampage, killing another person. Neil was chasing an innocent victim and shooting at them from the car and began being pursued by law enforcement. The car was ultimately rammed by two law enforcement officers. Neil shot at the officers. The officers returned fire, killing Neil. No officers were injured in the shooting. Two handguns and another AR-15 type rifle were recovered near his body. Police have said in a news conference the next day that the firearms were manufactured illegally and that they believe Neil created them at his home. They were obtained in an illegal manner and they were not registered to him at all. So the first report came in to 911 was at 7.54 a.m. Neil died at 8.19 a.m. His rampage lasted 25 minutes. So all in all, Neil killed five people, three he targeted, two random, 10 were wounded by bullets, Seven injured by broken glass. So, like I said, this was a lot, y'all. This was a crazy one. Could you imagine how scared those kids had to have been? 
And I am happy to say no children were killed. So, well, Tony, any last thoughts or opinions? Uh, that, that was crazy to read about this story. Yeah. And um, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, a couple of family members of the victims filed a lawsuit against the county and the sheriff's department for mishandling the previous 21 calls and not getting a warrant and the county not giving them a warrant. They should have. Yeah, because you would think after, you know, I'll, I'll give them benefit of the doubt, five or six calls. Okay, there's something going on. This guy's already got a restraining order. We need to figure out if he's got firearms or not. Well, especially if they're calling saying, hey, this dude is shooting in the air and popping off 100 rounds in a day or hour or however many rounds he was just shooting. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, I think his mother could have done a little bit more. You know, like I said, if she was willing to spend that kind of money on a lawyer, she should also have considered spending that type of money on getting him some type of help. You know, especially when she said that his mental state was declining. That was a huge red flag. Well, as always, thank y'all for listening, and we'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Deuces! Deuces.